It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday. And is it happy Monday? Oh my goodness, what on earth is happening in the world at the moment, eh? Lucky we've got talk sport to moan about football being called, all sports being called off. When's the football coming back? We No one knows when it's coming back, all right? But if they have to cancel the Premier League and start again and Liverpool aren't the champions and they have to wait another 30 years, then so be it. And who are we to argue with whoever hopefully makes that decision? <clears throat> of course, that's my Manchester United biased head. Talking about as my mouth talking. Anyway, forget all that. That won't happen. Of course, they will be awarded the title, and rightly so. Or maybe not. Anyway, we don't know. What a podcast we've got coming your way to put a big smile on your face. And it begins with the Sunday exclusive with Mark Saggers talking, ironically, would you believe it, about the season. And him saying it has to be declared null and void. He's alongside Danny Mills and we Ray Houghton. Now, we all know that Liverpool are going to be champions, but we cannot give Liverpool that championship this particular season unless we do exactly the same at the bottom, which means we relegate the three that are in the bottom three places at this stage. This is 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 me because I'm talking... I just finished before the... um, the, I don't think there's going to be any more games played this season. I don't think you can do any of that. I just think you can't do any of that. So although... You know, we know that Liverpool are going to be champions, uh, whatever anybody says. They can still mathematically not do it. The same as at the bottom. So for me, there is only one way forward. You cancel the whole of this season for everything. So we start again at the proper time or as soon as we can next season with the Premier League 2020-21 and with the EFL, the leagues they are and everything else, the teams that qualified for this season's Europa League and this season's Champions League still get the chance to start again and it's not as if this year didn't happen but it's as if this year couldn't finish and when you can't finish something you cannot within that whole system individually cherry pick they deserve to go up they deserve to be champions they can't go down because there are five of them down at the bottom on the same points and which ones do you decide you decide that we have to wipe from the record books that year and I would think it would be the same if Manchester United were at the top or anybody well, well, I, I don't well, see well, any well, way yeah, around well, it I, I do because I, I would dis- well, I disagree with you I think finishes season is more important starting next season so why, why, but why when are you then going to start the next well, season? Well, 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 that's well, that's the point in case. So then, when you don't have 
the European Championships. Okay, so, 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 okay, football, so is international football. I'm going to throw That's the first point. More I'm going to ask you a, a second question football. off that. That's a good point. And I want this is where we've got to talk about it. So, so you're not going to have any transfers that can take place before the end then of this yeah, season. season. Yeah, like so, so during the summer, nobody can sign another well, player. But, you, but if, if you're going to go on that you and go, say this, this season's null and void, you're saying there can't be any transfers at all? Well, that's what I'm saying. If, we, if we're finishing... In, until, until the following summer? That's not going to... No. If, no, what, well, no, what we do is, by yeah. the time we get to May this year, when we will know into June, this thing is going to go on for so long and the, the, the particularly the football timetable is backed up. Sorry, guys, somebody's got to make a decision. They make this decision. Then you can start again with transfers and then you start the next season. If you're going to hold, and if it goes this way, this season over till August, September, October, before you start the next, and remember we've got a World Cup not that far away which is going to skew all of this at the end of everything, is that... You just can't. You can't then have a summer transfer window because we're still in last season. Yeah, but you don't need. Yeah, but you don't need yeah, but you summer do transfer need window. You, but everyone really. will say they will. Of course they will. You can't start a but, new but season and have a bit here. This you is could, football's problem, Danny. But you could start the season. Football's problem. You could start the season in October. No, no, you see, don't. Well, you can yes, because you can. because there'll be no there'll be no international breaks because you won't need international breaks because the Euros will be next summer. Okay. So you don't need any so you start international in breaks. So but, when you, but but if that so if you could finish this season even if it's September October you could get through it. Well, if 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 but if you if we well, if get that's, to that's September what, if, if, October if this season is cancelled completely, yeah. that's where it becomes huge issues. Time now to head over to the final word with Ganny Kelly and Katie Pice's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. And they are talking about why we love football so much with a caller who loves football so much. I've told you that already. Andy's a Stoke City fan um, in Stoke. Hello, Andy. Hey, how are we doing, guys? You OK? Really good and glad to hear your voice. What did you want to say to me, but Simon, and listing millions? The nation. Considering there's no sport, you're doing a great job as well. Thank you very, you know. very much. Simon's idea. <laughs> Thank you very, very much indeed. <laughs> So, I'm a Stoke supporter. I still am. This yeah. has got nothing to do with Stoke. But right. As a, as a child, we didn't have much money, so I wasn't able to go to Stoke to watch them very often. Right. And obviously, there was no Sky Sports or anything. They weren't on Match of the Day because they were in the lower leagues. So, I had this kind of feeling I just wanted to watch football. So, I think it was 1994, I think it was, and it was Manchester United were playing Port Vale at Port Vale in their, at their ground. I think it was an FA Cup game, I think. Right. And I went down with me. Well, it mate. certainly wasn't a league game between Manchester United and Port Vale, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was, it was an FA Cup game. I believe it was an FA Cup game. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, the League Cup or whatever it was called. Yeah. And me and my friend, we went down and we, we sneaked into Port Vale. And we sneaked into the Manchester United end. Um, there was a little wall, which, <laughs> which was renowned for people sneaking in. Yeah. So we stood there and I stood in this. Manchester United end. I'm not a Manchester United fan, and I just fell in love with football. Yeah, it was it was amazing because I'd not really had the opportunity to feel that. And then after the game, we hung around after you know Paul Scholes scored his first couple of games for United. Didn't really know who any of them were, to be honest with you. And then after the game, we hung around outside the ground, round the players' coach, and they all came out, and they had the Man United shirt on. Um, I think it was the one with the laces, if you can remember that mm-hmm, one. Yeah. So we stood around and they came out and back then you could you could get close to the players. So they came out, I had Alex I actually ran onto the players coach and got Alex Ferguson to sign the back of my collar 
And then I had the likes of Keith Gillespie, Paul Scholes. Uh, Those were the days when you could run onto the coach, blimey. Yeah, it, I didn't get far on, didn't get me wrong. I only got to the top of the steps and I was like, Alex, yeah, Alex, uh, Alex, Ferguson, Simon, Alex Ferguson all sat in the front of the coach, didn't he, like a teacher? Correct. Yeah. So, so he sat there and he signed it and I was I was absolutely over the moon. It's a bit like football, how it can make you feel yeah. fantastic. And then in the next moment, it can make you feel terrible because I goes home, it's school the next day. So I've gone home, I'm over the moon, I go to school, I'm telling all my mates, I've got this Manchester United shirt been signed by all the players, and I was just getting, yeah, whatever. Of course you have, of course you have. Nobody believed me. No. Apart from my mate who was with me, Dean. So we go home after school, I was like, come on then, so a couple of my mates, come on then, I'll show you. And I get home, goes in the house, and I'm like, where's, where's that Man United shirt? It was my dad's, my dad's mm. wife had got, got me this shirt, because she thought it was a Man United fan when I wasn't. Yeah. So... I was like, where's this? And then I look into the garden and there's a washing line. Oh, no. Clothes, no. Clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now when I think about it, now to this day, I think, how much would that shit possibly be worth oh, now? Probably 1999, absolutely. <laughs> but, but, but you escaped from the clutches of Manchester United and you're a Stoke City fan. And um, yeah, and no regrets. After that game, I, sto- I sort of, my mate said, you know, I'm going to Stoke next week. And I went and started going watch Stoke more. And I, I just, I just love football. Now, of course, with everything going on in the world, you can't pick up a newspaper without, of course, some bad news. And uh, I'm going to bring you some now. Max Rushton is still on national radio, would you believe? I mean, how is this allowed to happen? It's We've spoke to the bosses about it. They're going to have an emergency COBRA meeting, and um, we'll let you know. Uh, until that meeting, of course, has happened, he's still on air, alongside the wonderful Barry Glendenning, and this is them talking about the Culverhouse game that no one really cares about, has been suspended, which no one really cares about. Uh, instant reaction to the news that Culverhouse has been postponed indefinitely. Mark says, sounds like you're running scared from the current form being shown by Barry Glenn Denning. Paul says, this is an outrageous decision. You could have been the centrepiece of sport in Europe this weekend with 700 million people tuning in to listen to Barry's inevitable double kiwamia. I am livid. Uh, Jim, I've checked the rules on the website. I'm not sure you can do this. John says, I'm genuinely stunned, but I respect the decision. Tough times. What would Ian Wone make of this? Uh, Steve said, I knew that already having read the rules on the website, but thanks for the Clarification. Some things are just more bigger than than the game of Absolutely, Colourless. Absolutely, you're right. Uh, Joe says, I disagree. Herd immunity is the only solution. If that means we lose an Ian Wone here or a Yusuf Chippo there, it's for the betterment of society. Stopping Ian Culverhouse is bad for morale. Uh, there's too much money on the line as well. We must continue. The Court of Arbitration for Culverhouse says, we, the Court of Arbitration for the game of Culverhouse, applaud the brave decision to postpone today's game. Safety must be the priority in the face of what could be a national emergency. Say it's not so, says Chris. Uh, ARN, very convenient for you as Barry's hitting peak form, but safety first. Uh, Scott, I'm all for humour during tough times, but this isn't funny. If anything, we need a Culverhouse marathon to lift the spirits. Just use extra safety precautions. Robert says, will the Culverhouse season be voided, or is the trophy awarded based on current standings and uh, this is from Jonathan who says the country needs Culverhouse Max challenging anxiety provoking times plus so many escapes and releases deprived of us we need some wartime spirit and life relief what I'm saying Max is that Barry is our Dame Vera Lynn (laughs) (laughs) together you're our Beverly sisters thank you Jonathan Uh, more reaction as we get it now, of course, there's uh, not a lot of live sport left in the world at the moment. Yes, there is. I run Talk Sport 2. Whose voice is that? That's, that's me. That's another version of you. You forgot to do an impression of someone. Me, yeah, I did. That was weird. Anyway, live sport on Talk Sport 2 in the Super League. 
as Castleford beat St Helens 28-14. I've just bought it for you, haven't I? There's the ball with Farge, he spilled it, it's hacked ahead here by McShane. Boy, oh, was tackled without the ball. He's picked up and Castleford will score anyway. Truman dives in under the post. It's another win for Daryl Powell's men, and in fairness, it's been a win that's been on the cards since they scored two tries in the opening quarter of the game. Jake Truman's try really did wrap things up here. There's a bit of a subdued atmosphere at full-time. People are not sure when they'll see Rugby League again, given what's happening in the world. But those that have come of the Castleford persuasion will be going home pretty happy with their team today. There you go, live sport on Talk Sport 2. Time now to check in with Tony Cascarino. I say check in, we're going to hear him. He's totally oblivious that we're playing this because... No, I'm actually here. That's, that's just Danny Kelly. It doesn't sound anything like Tony Cascarino. Anyway, this is big Tony Cascarino talking about clubs going out of business, saying, sadly, it's inevitable. Now, what's happened to Berry? I I will think what this obviously COVID nineteen is going to cause the carnage it is and doing right now. You're going to see clubs go out of business. That's inevitable. Further down the uh, uh, pecking order, that's just guaranteed. There are a number of clubs that are literally on the brink now. So, yeah. I I'd, I'd like to think it would be a wake up call. How long before we'd all change and go back to the same ways? Mm. Probably pretty inevitable. Now on the latest Glory Hunters podcast, the panel discuss what they'd like to see return to sport and for broadcaster Doogie Anderson. Who? Doogie Anderson. Do you mean Clive? No, Doogie. It involves managers going back to basics. Doogie! Anderson. I miss an old school dugout and the scrambles Ooh. contained therein. The sheer spectacle of seeing people hitting their heads on the concrete roof while <laughs> sitting 20 feet below sea level in something that did resemble a World War II beach defence position, perhaps in Normandy. Um, it was truly a sight to behold because now the so-called bench or technical area, isn't it? It's like an upmarket doctor's waiting room, isn't it? You've got comfortable place to be, you've got the heated seats, a yeah. selection of isotonic drinks. You wonder if some players would rather be there than on the pitch. Not so in the old school dugout, because it's back to basics. It will focus players on what's important and why they started playing in the first place. That's the Glory Hunters podcast with Charlie Baker, available from your regular podcast provider. That wouldn't be a decent podcast without Andy Goldstein cropping up, and that's me. I mean, I know I'm doing the links for it. And, of course, I'll be back tonight from 10pm with Jason Cundy. Imagine a sports bar where we don't actually have to talk football. It's going to be like it is, well, most nights when the phones don't work. But anyway, that's for another day. I was also on the Trans Europe Express last night alongside Andy Brassel and Chris Parrott. Chris who? Parrott. Chris? Parrott, I've said it. Sorry, Chris what? Oh, yeah, that's what you've done. We've got no football, we know that. But there is a big UEFA meeting coming up very soon. Uh, this is Tuesday, I think, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is Tuesday. Um, it was announced uh, last week. It was announced before a lot of the football had been called off because it, it moved so quickly, as we all know, over Thursday and Friday. Um, but, but Tuesday is an incredibly important day. Um, it's going to be done by video conference um, uh, from UEFA. Um, 55 member associations of UEFA will be involved should they choose to be. That includes the English representatives. Yeah, that does. Um, Also, um, 
uh, representatives of other bodies as well. Um, uh, FIF Pro are there as well. The the main thing from UEFA's perspective is the Champions League, the Europa League, and what happens to Euro 2020 in the summer, whether that is postponed, whether that goes ahead. But also, I think, off the back of this, given that leagues are talking to each other, we know that already, once those decisions are made by UEFA, then suddenly what happens with the other leagues might begin to come clearer. I'm not sure it will because I, I don't think decisions can be made mm. yet because we don't know what's going to happen in a day, a week, a month. But they will at least maybe be able to come up with contingency plans as to when seasons will be finished, if indeed they are to be finished. The, the Premier League meets Thursday. Yes. So how how likely or unlikely is it that what we decide to do, Europe will also have the same opinion and do similar? Well, Javier Tebas, the, the president of La Liga, has already been saying to square the situation uh, as, as he says he's been speaking to people from England and France and Germany and I think that's what the leagues have to do they, mm. have, to, they have to work together they're, they're used to or some of the clubs some of the elite clubs are used to doing that uh, through um, the European Club Association already uh, but it's, it's more important than ever now what they need is some sort of guidance from UEFA and even if that Tuesday meeting only says that Euro 2020 is not happening. It's something to to work with. And I totally understand people are, who are saying, how can um, you be making preparations and talk, talking about the, the, the season now? There are far more important things that are going on in the world. Well, the, the, the fact remains, there's going to have to be a world and a sporting world for us to come back to at some point. And so... However unpalatable it is for a lot of members of society, and I completely understand that, to be talking about the, the end of it right now and to be, to be talking about the future and the financial implications now, the fact is clubs that are, are dear to a lot of people, their, their future depends on it. Well, that's it for another podcast, we think. Good work, everyone. Acast, Spotify, Apple Pods, they're your friends. If you want to download previous episodes or future ones, we can't download them yet, but you can press that little subscribe button. You'll get them drop into your inbox like a magic present on Christmas Day morning, if you believe in Santa. And if you do, you should do, because he does exist, obviously. Uh, that's it for another podcast, you think. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tonight from 10pm with Jason Cundy on the Sports Bar, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, where we'll be talking about everything and anything. That's nothing to do with no football. That's just what the show's about. And, of course, before I go, loads of live sport to tell you about. Oh, where's my foot falling off? That's a bit... Is there? What? Oh, yeah. No live sport. Is there for nine years. Um, well, Tiddlywinks, is that on? That's been called off as well, is it? Oh, my goodness. Um, no. Have a good day, everyone. Be safe, my friends. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.